Right now, let's talk about a huge game for Mel Tucker. Uh, it, on so many levels, this is a big game. They, they have got to show up. They have to look well-prepared. They have to give an inspired effort against a pretty good Maryland team, at least from what I watched in that Michigan game. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal and also co-host of Couch in the Rube podcast, available where you download podcasts. He is standing by in the Meyer guest line. And Graham, out of big games Mel Tucker's had going in uh, the week of, uh, this is up there because they they need to find a way to come home with a win. Yeah, this this feels like the difference between six and six and three and nine. Yes, you know, and that is that is as big as it gets. And it's also, I mean, I know right after the Minnesota game, they they got a a four star recruit who committed to them. But you know what you, what you wonder is if things go south and you're recruiting at a different level. Do all those guys stay with you? And if they do, you, you can live on these two parallel tracks, even if they're pretty, um, you know, distant from each other. Where one is what's happening right now, and one's what you're building toward toward the future. The problem is if, if if one of those gets too far off and it starts affecting what you're trying to do, uh, you, you got an issue. And, and so, I mean, obviously, you know, you can go three and nine if you recruit at a great level and you're still able to build moving forward. I just think that's hard to do. Why are they underachieving so much right now? Is it injuries? Is it preparation? Is it just talent versus the other team? Yeah. Is it coaching? Is it in-game strategy? I, I mean, what's on that checklist, Graham? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. And I spent a lot of time. I just uh, Colin going up tonight at, at the LansingStateJournal.com uh, on, on this sort of how they got here, how long it's going to take. And then, you know, when people can reasonably expect them to be compete at the highest levels. And, you know, I think it's um, it, it's it's a few things. One, Kenneth Walker is responsible for a lot of this. I mean, because what he did last year wasn't just um, you know rushing for sixteen hundred yards and rushing for five touchdowns against Michigan. It was, and the line was a little bit better, and, and so that so you had a little bit better line, and you had Walker. And that made everything else on the offense work. That gave the defense time when they weren't on the field. And all they had to do was, you know, have be timely in their, their sacks and their, their interceptions. And they haven't done that this year. They did that a year ago and sort of stiffened in the red zone. And so they, and they had a swagger about them for a while that even if it wasn't deserved, they walked around like they were all Deion Sanders out there. And that was, that was, they had a confidence about them that they do not have right now. And all of that stems from having a guy who had the defense of the opposing defense on its heels. And so I think that is, that's where it begins. And they don't have anybody right now who, you know, you, you, you truly fear on either side of the ball who, you know, they keep talking about death by inches. Like you got to do all these things right. And, and they're not doing something right and here and there and there. Ultimately great teams, teams with great talent have enough guys where you don't have to do everything right all the time. And they don't, they don't have that squad right now. They've got some injuries that have piled up on defense that have been problematic. They're getting hit with um, sort of the crux of the end of the D'Antonio recruiting class era, especially the 2020 class, which, which really lacks some things. And so those guys are sort of at the moment where they're and the, the, at their peak of the roster, so to speak. And even though he's, he's – and, and I also think, you know, in hindsight, there are some guys that Tucker ran out of that program that uh, you, you, you you may have wanted to develop. And and uh, so there's a lot of things going on. I don't think they've gotten the most out of this group. I don't think they've they've 
coached them all that well. I think, uh, you know, the, the team's lost its confidence. But, you know, Xavier Henderson said something before the season. He said they'll go as far as the offensive line will take them. And that group has really struggled. And, you know, if, if that group was okay and they were able to counter what Minnesota did initially last week, say with their own at least eight, nine plays on a drive, and then the defense is off the field, it changes the game entirely. And so there's that issue with the offensive line and then the defense not being able to get sacks or takeaways or stops. I mean, that's, that's it. And I would think uh, an inconsistent O-line is why all of a sudden Peyton Thorne, you know, throwing the ball quicker than he wants to, it's sailing, he doesn't look comfortable. I, I th- you know, you don't have Walker, which was a, a one hell of a play action uh, running back. Uh, those factors all are adding up, and it's coming at Thorne and the entire Michigan State team and staff a million miles an hour. Yeah, and, you know, the schedule last year uh, really – set them up well. Northwestern was limited and they played them off the bat. You know, Miami was a really good win. I think that's the difference. Miami, that was a great win against a team that had confidence in their place and in tough conditions. But Rutgers was limited. You know, they played a, you know, they didn't play the two quarterbacks they faced the last week. They really didn't see last year. I mean, you can argue they did against Miami to some extent, but I mean, they, they have faced veteran savvy quarterbacks. They have faced uh, in, in Washington one of the better offensive systems and minds that you'll see and and so i think that's just exacerbated it too in terms of the timing of when you play people and this year's schedule was always going to be more difficult than last year's for a number of reasons we didn't necessarily know it would be washington and minnesota um but you figured you hit this month and you're you're about to get ohio state and wisconsin and michigan wisconsin may look like in some ways like the best chance for a win just based on their passing game and the you know, different strengths of the team. But um, this week, you know, I think, I think the one good thing about Maryland this week is that Maryland is legit. Like if, if they were playing a, uh, a nobody this week, a Nebraska that had quit or something like that, it, it, it just, they might get a win, but it wouldn't mean anything. And it, it if if they do go down to Maryland and they're able to beat what I think is a pretty decent Maryland team with a, a, a with a coach that is terrific at um, you know identifying the weakness of a defense and a quarterback who looks pretty seasoned in in in, a, in his prime college prime right now that'll mean something and so I think they'll feel a lot better and I think you'll look at the whole thing differently they're not going to do well against Ohio State I don't think um, but you can start to see a path toward, you know, 500 or a winning season or, because really, you know, if you're trying to build it, you don't need more than that. You just need, you just need the wheels not to come off. You need people to think, okay, things are still moving in the right direction. It's, it's the season where you lose to Maryland, you get walloped by Ohio state and, and you don't win again, you know, throughout October. And all of a sudden you're, you're two and two and six. Then what, you know, so that, that, that's what you really got to try to avoid. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Room podcast, joining us. Talking about Michigan State football and Spartans, eight and a half points they're getting. Wow, you talk about a season flipping in a hurry. Eight and a half point uh, underdog at uh, Maryland. If they're embarrassed again, uh, it is going to be immense heat on Tucker. Yeah, I mean, yes and, and, and no. Like, 
there will be heat on him to to try to you know do something, but they're married to him contractually. No, no, I'm not saying heat to lose his job. I'm talking about yeah. the fan base, media. Oh, sure. He's going to take arrows like he hasn't taken since he arrived in East Lansing. Sure, and here, here's the concern is is and I talk about those two kind of parallel tracks, right? The here and now and the program you're building. Well, part of the reason that people were so fired up about him, though, wasn't just the program they thought he could build through recruiting. It was how competent they looked last year. And and if you lose faith in that ability, if you lose faith in the ability to coach the here and now, then it, even if you're landing four- and five-star kids, it doesn't seem so great. And, uh, you know, I, coaching matters and um, coordinators matter and – you know, I you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying Scotty Hazelton's a bad coach. He's been a good defensive coordinator at, at other stops, uh, but sometimes it doesn't work. And you know, this defense may be one that needs something that's simplistic and aggressive uh, to, to have any sort of chance. And um, you know, right now, what they're doing, they look like they're in their heads a little bit. And it's your job as a coach to get them out of their heads, to get them some confidence. They got to find a way to get there. And um, Otherwise, because right now you can just you can just see it. They've got no answer on the back end, and so I'll be very curious to see what the response is. I think this week will be will be telling. Against Ohio State, you give them a pass, right? Because the Ohio State game was always going to be the game. That is where you're. That's the program you're building to try to catch. That's what you that you judge Mel Tucker on that game in 2025. But you judge him on the rest of the games. In 2022, and and including a, a game in Maryland, the program you ought to be able to beat. Big game. Uh, when I saw that spread, I'm like, whoa, Michigan State getting eight and a half points. There's, there's, there's almost value, isn't there? I'm yeah, like, I know. You look what? at it and you're like, you know what? They go down and score first. They're up 15 and a half. Uh, I think the biggest dog they've been probably was at Ohio State where they like, 21 or 24 or something at the Buckeyes last year. Yeah, and even after the first mo- the first two minutes, you were like, ah, oh, that's not enough. <laughs> no, it's not your they need, they need 50, and then you're going to hold on. I, I, yeah. was in the, I was in the press box in Columbus, and I was like, well, I, they play Eastern Michigan in hoops at 5 o'clock. If I leave now in the first quarter, I can right. almost get home for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, the biggest uh, underdogs going in, uh, it would be Ohio State, and then, gosh. Uh, they were. You know, at Michigan? Michigan in uh, yes. Michigan in 2020 because Michigan yes. had just had that win over Minnesota. Right. And everybody was real high on them, and Michigan State had lost to Rutgers, so that created that scenario. And you know that was a weird year for everybody, obviously. But and they uh, go down and shut out. That didn't shut them out, but no, but they beat Michigan. Yeah, they beat they Michigan well, and, and yeah, and that sort of turned. Uh, you know that, that that year, that whole year was salvaged by that win, and then they played a pretty good Northwestern team that went to the conference championship game and beat them. And so, you know, they've had their, their moments, but that whole year was a pass really. I mean, you know, and, and last year, it's not like last year had no value um, because I do think it, it give it was something that um, helped them in recruiting. I think it's something that helped them in, in, in culture building and sort of the way they want to do things. Uh, but it also was a bit of a mirage and, you know, that, that's a hard thing to come to terms with. And I figured that was going to be tough for fans this year to some extent. Now, I did not think it was going to look like it did last week. Like Washington and Minnesota to me are entirely different situations to some degree. Washington is, uh, I mean, that is, I I think Michael Penix and Kalen DeBoer as a tandem is is really, really tough. And and that's a matchup that has given MSU fits before. 
The offense kind of they were snake bitten early. The offense kind of found it later. It was a long way from home. Whatever that 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 was. If they had come back and played well against Minnesota, I think people would have gotten over that Washington deal pretty quickly. But what happened against? I mean, until the it was garbage time. They they didn't score and they didn't force a single punt the whole game on the other side. They played. I mean, it was one of the bigger fiascos in MSU football history to, to come home on that sort of response game and 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 to play that way uh, it was it was pretty bad well you've been to a lot of Michigan State home games how many years 20 years 18 years in East Lansing how many yeah I mean I've been 10 on the 10 on the 10 on this job in particular but yeah I mean I grew up in town so I've been to right more so on on the list of worst home losses on a team that was, you know, top fifteen in the country, <laughs> you know, just a yeah. couple of weeks before, I I think that's up there with the worst home losses I've seen personally for I'm Michigan try, State. I'm trying to think. I came back for a game when I was covering Western Michigan. I came back, went to a game. They lost to Illinois under John L. in like '06. It was pretty miserable. Where there was, um, there, you know, I, you know, I've seen a few, but yeah, it, it seems like this was, and, and you know, that D'Antonio 2019 year when. They blew that huge lead to Illinois, and that whole season was collapsing. There, there, there have been some moments that have been pretty, pretty dire at different times, but, but that's up there just because it just wasn't competitive. And you know, you, you, they've got enough on offense; they ought to be more competitive than that. They, they should have enough defensively, um, you know, to, to be, to be competitive. And you know, if they had lost to Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota may win the Big Ten West. And you know Washington may win the Pac-12, and at the end of the day, those just losing those games may not be that bad a deal. But you, you ought to, you shouldn't be outclassed entirely, and that's that's what happened. And that just your program should never be at that point. I know you know Mel Tucker's in a spot where uh, you know he, he did have some major disadvantages in terms of building a program and coming in after. You know, with D'Antonio retiring late and then the pandemic hitting a month later, like his first real recruiting class where he had kids on campus, they're true freshmen right now. It's not like most coaches in year three where this would be your third group on campus. He had D'Antonio's class from 2020, and then he had what he calls his Zoom babies, kids he just sort of recruited on Zoom. So they're going to be behind in certain ways. And he's, But he's used the portal a ton. He's got a lot of his own kids there. He's run a lot of D'Antonio's kids out of there. And, um, you know, they, so he, he's, he, he, they deserve the heat for it. You know, look, we've all seen college program, college, good college coaches go in and, and uh, energize programs and do a lot sometimes with a little. And they're just not doing anything with what they have right now, and that's what they've got to figure out. Graham Couch, Pinion Maker, Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Room podcast, wherever you download podcasts, talking about Michigan State football. Huge road game Saturday at Maryland. And on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, they're getting eight and a half points. My, how quickly the season uh, can change. Graham, enjoy the trip. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. All right, Graham Couch joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.